Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDNP, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake, too. Hi guys, so this next episode is actually a replay of a video that I originally made for Instagram, but I wanted to reshare it over here on the podcast because it really does offer a ton of helpful tips for getting your picky eater (laughs) to actually eat. Um, So I just wanted to reshare it for the parents out there because yeah, having a picky eater can be very, very stressful and frustrating at times, but some of these tips and tricks just made so much sense and have really improved um, Quinn's relationship with food and our relationship (laughs) with being parents of a picky eater. Um, But anyways, I hope you guys find it helpful and yeah, enjoy. Hey guys, so I wanted to hop on here real quick and talk about Quinn and his eating habits and kind of give you a little update because as you remember, he was a very picky eater. We went through all sorts of struggles over the years to get him to eat really anything. <laughs> like he would go on hunger strikes for days and eat nothing. Um, but wanted to share a little something because you've probably seen him, you know, making guacamole. He made pork tenderloin the other day and he's sucking down oysters and all this stuff. And I get so many questions and comments from you guys being like, he's such a great eater. How did you, you know, get him to this point? Like, it's awesome, you know? So I love that. Um, but wanted to kind of come clean to you guys about really what's going on. We're still struggling. We're really, really struggling. Um, we went through a phase where he just wasn't eating. Like he would go days and he would maybe eat half a waffle in the morning and then have like a bite of something for lunch and then maybe drink like a cup of milk for dinner. And like, that was it. He just wasn't eating. Um, Mal and I were definitely getting nervous cause he was losing weight. Um, and fewer, he would eat fewer and fewer foods. So like we'd introduce a new food and like he'd be really into potatoes or he got into rice for a little bit. And then those foods would go by the wayside. Um, same thing for hot dogs. He was into hot dogs for a little bit and now he won't eat hot dogs. So it got to this point where like, he's not really eating anything like what is going on. So I reached out to Lindsay from the lean green bean. Um, she's got three kids. She's a registered dietitian. I'm like, who do I talk to? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, she actually referred me to Casey at mama knows nutrition and all she, she's a dietitian as well, but all she does is work with kids. And I was like, perfect. So reached out to her. She was very nice. She's actually an old school carrots and cake reader. Um, but it was awesome to connect with her. Mal and I had a phone call with her, talked to her for probably about an hour told her what was going on and she gave us some amazing advice. I just wanted to share it with you guys. Um, And of course, if your kid is going through something similar, I highly recommend Casey. She was amazing. Um, I felt like we threw a lot of kind of hard questions at her or just very like individual specific questions to our situation. Um, She answered them all, gave us so many ideas. Like really, I wrote down notes and everything and it has gotten a lot better. I mean, it's not perfect, um, but we've definitely seen um, some changes and Quinn has been eating 
eating again and he's gained a little bit of weight. Um, and I feel like we've kind of turned things around. So I will tell you some of the things that really resonated with us. Hopefully they help you guys too. Um, because I think, yeah, this whole picky eater thing, it's very stressful on parents. And like, I'm not kidding you. When I say he went on hunger strikes. He would go days and just have like bites of things and be like, I'm full. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like every once in a while where kids are like busy or distracted and they don't want to eat. It was like days and days and days and we were kind of freaking out a little bit. Um, and of course we talked to the doctors and the doctors are like, kids won't starve themselves. And I'm like, not so sure about that. This kid might, <laughs> but anyways, okay. So let me tell you the things that really, um, resonated for us. And I think, um, one of the biggest things that she said to us was making eating a no pressure situation, um, and making the environment a no pressure environment. And I think that was the thing with us. We were always just like, Hey Quinn, you got to eat, you know, this is your chance to have dinner. And we were always kind of encouraging him to eat. Um, and I guess that probably came off as a little bit pushy to him um, and making dinner time or lunch time or whatever meal time a little bit stressful for him um, because we are always like pressuring him to eat and I think just being you know a five-year-old or a toddler he would just have like a lot of resistance like no you're telling me to eat I'm not gonna do it so now when we sit down for meals with him we don't say a word <laughs> we just give him his food we talk about our days everything we don't say anything to him about his food and it really has made a difference um, because I don't know if you've ever noticed I'm just thinking about like the oysters so we go out for oysters oysters all the time. Like Mal and I love oysters. It's definitely like a fun family situation. Um, but we have never encouraged Quinn to eat oysters ever. I mean, like what five-year-old likes oysters? I actually know two, <laughs> but <laughs> most kids don't like oysters and he on his own tried them. You know, he just saw us enjoying food so much, enjoying these oysters. And he's like, yes, I want to try these. And now kid will suck down more than a half dozen. They'll do like eight or nine. He like loves them. So at least we know he's getting some zinc in his diet, right? <laughs> um, but related to that is instead of, you know, pressuring your kid to eat, um, to just talk about how great the food is. So like if there's like a new Brussels sprouts dish or something you make, just be like, oh my gosh, this is so good. It tastes so good with the bacon and the maple syrup. And you and your partner or you and the other family members just talk about how great the food is. And if they're curious, great, they can eat it. And if they're not, they're not. But I think they'll come around around to it in their own time. And that goes back to another thing that Casey um, pointed out um, is basically the, like the division of responsibility around mealtime. Um, so the parents um, decide what the kid's gonna eat, what and when they're gonna eat, and then the kid decides how much and whether they're gonna eat, which was huge for us. And I think that's the thing, like Mal and I were just stressing about that um, so much that we'd give him, you know, whatever it was for dinner and he wouldn't eat. Um, and that's his decision. So at the end of the day, like if he's gonna eat or not eat, but us like pushing him to eat and pressuring him was like stressing him out so much. Um, so some specifics around that with, that were really helpful um, is that we, decide what's for dinner for him. So we don't ask him anymore. We used to say, hey, do you want pizza or pasta? You know, and he would decide, and now we just pick what he's gonna eat. Um, and we'll give him a few options. It's not like we're giving him like stuff that he's not gonna eat, um, but we pick like two or three, three things that like he's probably gonna eat. And then we do a lot of um, shared dishes. So we'll have broccoli, we'll have rice, we'll have potatoes, we'll have, you know, he loves the avocado. We've been eating a ton of avocado lately. And we'll have those things for the table and he can help himself to what he wants. Um, and that's been really big because, you know, some nights he will eat the potatoes, some nights he won't, but at least he has the option there. Um, and it's really been good for us too, just to like not stress out about it so much. Cause like really like we were just like, oh my God, he hasn't eaten. Um, but just to be like, this is our job as parents and he can eat or not eat. And that has definitely made us 
a lot calmer. It's made him a lot calmer too. Um, and then related to that, as far as um, keeping you know Quinn involved in what he eats and everything, it's not to say that he can never pick what we're eating, um, but she suggested you know having involved in the meal planning. So you know when you're making your grocery list, planning out your meals for the week, ask him you know what he wants to eat for the week. I mean he might be like I want I don't know chicken nuggets or a hot dog or whatever, and you're like great, put it on the list. And like he doesn't decide like what night he has it. He's not like too. Tuesday, I'm having hot dogs. You decide what night he has. Again, you are the one deciding what he eats when, but he can have some input. And I mean, that's been really great too, to be like, hey, what fruit do you want? What what food do you want for your lunch? You know, and I mean, obviously that helps cut down on food waste, but then he's like excited. He was like, oh, we got these, the Z bars, I don't know if you, the Cliff Z bars. Um, he picked those out and he was like really into them and he ate them all week. So that was like definitely a win for us. Um, but that has been really good. And then obviously, you know, cooking with him, getting him involved and everything. Like we made um, pork tenderloin the other night, which was fun. He did the whole thing. He cut off the fat with his knives. He like rubbed it with spices. He like pan seared it. He like did everything. Um, you might've seen him, you know, with his goggles on at the end, cutting it. That was a hundred percent him with the goggles. It was so funny. Um, but anyway, so he did the whole process. He was involved and then we got to dinner and didn't say a word. Um, we were just hoping he might try it and he didn't try it. <laughs> Actually, no, Mal did ask him if he could put a little piece on his plate um, to try it. And Mal, or Quinn was like, no, not interested. But that's fine. You know, Casey was like, you know, the real success is having that food experience. Um, and again, just he'll come around, do it on his own. And I mean, hey, pork tenderloin's not for everybody. Um, but that was really helpful too. Um, trying to think what else she said. Oh, okay. Snacking was another um, big issue for us um, that he, Quinn would often, you know, not eat dinner and then like, you know, two hours later be like, I'm hungry. And we're like, no kidding. You're not, you're hungry. You didn't eat. Um, and then I've had a variety of people. I've had doctors tell me that if he doesn't eat dinner, he goes to bed hungry. And I, I always felt so bad about that. Maybe it's just being a mama, but like, I just felt so terrible sending him to bed hungry. And I mean, Mal's one of those people like type A, he's more type A than me. And he's like, nope, this is what we're doing. This is the rule, we're sticking to this. And we did that for a long time. The poor kid would go to bed hungry. So we asked her about, we asked Casey about that. And she's like, it's fine, he can have a bedtime snack. And she's like, if you think about it, you know, kids are sleeping 10 to 12 hours at night. Like they're not getting any sort of energy calories overnight. So to have a bedtime snack is totally fine that he's not waking up hungry in the middle of the night or just starving first thing and having it wake him up. Um, so now he has like a evening snack window where if he's still hungry after dinner or even if he didn't eat dinner, um, he has a bedtime snack. And again, we pick two foods for him to choose from um, and he picks what he's gonna have. So we always pick like pretty healthy stuff. We'll be like, do you want a peanut butter and jelly bar or do you want a yogurt? And he'll decide. And I mean, that's been really, really good. And now we know that he's getting at least some calories before he goes to bed because that was another point of stress for me and obviously an issue between Mal and me. So like that, that has been really helpful. And then also um, related to snacks, like she said snacking's okay, um, but I think the issue we ran into is that it would be like snack time and like we try to be offering him healthy stuff, but then he'd want like Pringles or Oreos or whatever. Obviously the answer is like, keep that stuff out of the house and they're not gonna ask for it. But I mean like, come on, Mal wants to eat that stuff. I wanna eat that stuff. Quinn wants to eat that stuff. But she said um, snacking is fine, and but she said give the kid or give um, your kids like a window. So if they have breakfast, you know, they can't have, you know, whatever, like an hour or two 
later, but like whatever, or maybe like an hour later, sorry, but maybe two or three hours later, they have a snack window where they can have a snack. And again, you can, you know, make the decision. Like these are the two things you can pick from, pick a healthy thing, mostly healthy thing. But she said if they're really just like craving like the Pringles and the Oreos and that stuff, she said, make it part of a meal, which I really like that idea because that's the thing. Like I'll be like, hey, do you want an apple or a banana? And he's like, I don't want either, I want Pringles. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to give you Pringles because you didn't really eat breakfast and lunches in an hour. Um, but she said, you know have serve the Pringles with lunch you know make that part of his lunch and hey if he just eats the Pringles and nothing else like whatever you just gotta like go with it you did your job you picked the healthy foods he decided what to eat and how much of it so that was really helpful too um I think that was it I took a bunch of notes like I said and I wanted to give you all the ones that like really really made sense to us oh and the final one, so this has happened a few times, like dining out at restaurants or even just having dinner at like a family or friend's house. Um, Quinn is very particular about things, like his pizza, there can be no um, parsley on it, like you know how they cut up parsley and they, like sprinkle it around, or on pasta, they'll sometimes put Parmesan, he does not do Parmesan. Um, but if something like that happens, to just acknowledge um, his feelings, like he's disappointed that he was expecting something else and just be like, okay with that. Because a lot of the time that's all they want. They just want you to like realize what's going on, how they're feeling. Um, not to say that they're going to eat it or not eat it, but sometimes just even just being understanding in that situation, um, can help it. You know what I mean? So there's definitely been situations where we're like, crap, like he's not going to eat this. Um, but I think that's been helpful too. Even just like at dinner, like, you know, oh, you know, we're sorry. Like you were expecting something different. Um, you know, you could try it whatever you know just like be very like chill about everything so that was helpful too so that's all i got i hope you guys found this helpful thank you casey if you ever watch this <laughs> but you were very very helpful casey also has this awesome six week um mealtime ebook type situation for making family mealtime easier. Um, I'll link to it, I'm gonna put this on the blog, but I mean, check it out. Like I said, she's been amazing, super duper helpful, and things have definitely changed around here and hopefully they'll continue to change because yeah, having a picky eater is definitely stressful. All right, that's all I got. I'll talk to you guys later.